2: heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, with Blue and Joe Grande. Hello
3: and
4: welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside of me is the world famous Joe Grande. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great, Brother Blue. Today's going to be an
5: amazing show because you know what? We have amazing guests. And that's what makes this show great. And thank you guys for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. And make sure you check out the website, cannabistalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. We've got so many great articles and blogs on there to check out. And call us up anytime 1 800 420 1980. And check out our Instagram page at Cannabis Talk 101. Matter of fact, on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Yes. Well, Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright. Hello. And I am at Joe Grande 52. And I just want to thank some people off the top for leaving so many great messages, people that we've been meeting all across the country uh, that have been saying hello thank and around you. the world thank leaving you. messages. Thank so you. Thank you guys very much for spending the time to do that. And I want to remind you guys what time is it? Time, time. time. That's right. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com. And, of course, on Instagram, at dime.industries. Our guest today, Blue, I'm so mad and sad that I'm not there in person to give hugs and loves and just slap hands because today I got some intros for these guys, Blue, and they deserve this and so much more. This actually doesn't even give them justice, folks, but I'm going to try Jason Gelman started Ridgeline Farms about seven years ago. Where do you do this? It's nested high in the hills of Southern Humboldt, overlooking the winding Ill River and groves of the ancient Redwoods. That is where you're going to find Ridgeline Farms. Named for its panoramic view and sprawling King Range, the award winning farm is owned and operated by second generation and very handsome farmer, that is, Jason Gelman. <laughs> Woo!
4: That Jason dude. grew up
5: in Southern Humboldt and has witnessed the evolution of his beard and the cannabis industry. He recalls a time when farmers grew indoors, or deep in the forest to hide their crops, followed by the Green Rush, when the Emerald Triangle became saturated with out of in moving into, make a quick buck. Then came legalization, there's been ups and downs, but it's been amazing, folks, and you know why? Because Jason's been there for us, and he's going to tell us the story firsthand of what it was like to be there, living, born and raised in the Emerald Triangle, and growing some of the best sun-grown cannabis in the world. Check out his website, RidgelineFarms.com, on Instagram, at Ridgeline underscore farms. Welcome, Jason, to the show. Yes, welcome to the show, man. Right on. And Thanks sitting for next to him, mind you, we're ready for this one, sitting next to the guy, Uh-oh. just because he's a little heavier doesn't mean he carries a heavy title, but here we go. <laughs> Huckleberry Hill Farms started from John Gaselli's single-family home between the two small counties of Bryceland and Withthorn in southern Humboldt County. John grew up on this very piece of property where his beautiful mother and stepfather started and doing their thing back in 1968. Now he grew up learning to uphold that legacy that began with a back to the land movement of the 60s and 70s, just a rooted cat, right? That is with utmost importance to take care of the land and the environment in which they lived. And that's what this dude John comes from. John Gaselli is the owner and operator of Huckleberry Hill Farms. John also is that second generation cannabis farmer with a long legacy of building community in Humboldt County. John is a passionate pioneer in the legal cannabis space. He continues to innovate while also paying (laughs) homage to his family and those that kept cannabis thriving in that Emerald Triangle through Prohibition. His website is PickHumboldt.com, and on Instagram, it's Huckleberry Hill Farms. I encourage everyone listening to Google, actually, from farm to federal prison and back again, Huckleberry Hill Farms. John, dude, your story is so well laid out there. I'm so impressed. I wish I could hug you after watching that. I mean, everything about that story was so deep. You actually remind me personally of my cousin, Randy Bonner, who passed away. And and you're about the same age, everything else. But people go look at that to get such an more big depth of this story about a 20 year old kid, basically, who got 10 years in prison for his first time offense. And you know what? It's never about one of us, folks. It's always about all of us. And I'm so honored to have you guys on this show with us because everything I've seen about you know about you read about you, and then to think John and Jason are executive producers of this new show called Tangled Roots, the true story of Humboldt County, directed by White Boy, created by Seth Ferenti. Follow at Seth Ferenti, which is S-E-T-H-F-E-R-R-A-N-T-I, for updates and the releases. It was a long intro, boys, and I'm sure there's still so much more that's overlooked but i just want to give the listeners an idea of who we're talking to the legends the legacies the families the generations the things that your parents have done that your families have done everyone listening should literally applaud these families yes. and give them yes. love thank you yes
4: yes man welcome to the show guys how you doing
3: good man thanks for having us good man thank you very much
4: so you know joe joe just uh you know put it out there laid it out you know i mean but off air you know we had got to kind of sit back here and talk to him joe and they did the the usual you know want to tell the whole story and everything else and there's so much that that uh, these fine gentlemen want to talk about so let's start with you young man and uh what else uh what else did we miss here
3: you know, it's been a crazy journey that uh, cannabis has brought us on, you know, to get us here today. I mean, we started as, you know, grew up around weed our whole lives and, you know, went through all kinds of periods from, yes, the war on drugs um, to the two fifteen period where, you know, the green rushers came in and then, you know, to the prop 64 where, you know, it just kind of went a whole different, you know, legal route where now we could have brands and, you know, get out there and, yeah it's been a wild ride um you know the story is so, you know, long. let's
4: go back for a minute. You know, when you talk about, you know, being in the, you know, have you had the same farm for the the whole time that you, you've been involved in this industry? Or is this a newer farm and you've had some, some underground market farms before?
3: Oh, this is, uh, I mean, where the farm is now, I've lived for 16 years. But um, no, it's definitely a newer farm. And yeah, you know, we started young. We've been underground our whole life really until seven years ago.
4: Sure. So.
5: Now, and, you, and when you say underground your whole life, Jason, Cause you grew up with it. I mean, both of you guys, at what point did you learn and figure out the term underground our whole life? Because it was just your whole life. It was never an underground thing for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's, yeah. and just like blue, it was like, that's what they did. At what age were you like, Oh shit, this isn't, we're, we we're not supposed to be doing this. this. <laughs> I
3: mean, our parents were telling us, you know, to keep it quiet, you know, by six years old. So whole life has been been like that you know and so kids
5: be quiet yeah no
3: you you just you had to just say you're doing something different or just keep it quiet and that's just how it was but we were in a community where every one of my friends grew weed every one of their parents grew weed we all knew what was going on but you know it still is pretty gnarly deal back then
4: you know i i I feel like you know it's 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 weird because if you know you know and if you don't you didn't you know and i feel like there's a lot of like kids like us. And I say like us because I didn't grow up on a farm the same way, um, but I I grew up in a house where cannabis was never illegal. You know, it was not something that was a hidden, you know, you, 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 woke up every, every day and there's, a, there's just, you know, roaches in the ashtray and, and you get in the car, there's roaches in the, in the ashtray and, and that's just part of life. And, and there's pounds in the, in the, in the, in the closet. And there's uh, you know, there's, there's, it's just, it, it's just part of life. You know,
3: <laughs> that's exactly how it was for us, Donnie all of us. It was part of life. yeah You know, we didn't look at it as bad because it was part of life. And, yeah. you know, we still don't, we never have, um, and, yeah. it, and it shouldn't be
4: to, quite frankly, and, you know, there's a lot be. of people, unfortunately that, that, um, including probably some of ourselves have, that have been arrested or, um, you know, looked down upon or shunned upon because of, of this beautiful plant. And, and, you know, here we are and, and, you know, for, for you, you know, ro- rolling it back, you know, um, did a lot of your, your friends in the in neighborhoods, uh, also participate in this because I know in Northern California and when I've went into a lot of, you know, different homes, you know, my buddies, friends they're all of them are, are growing you know what i mean and then there's other guys that are like don't say anything they don't know anything about anything my parents don't know this and it's like ah oh, what you know yeah you,
3: you have to understand it was a solid cannabis community Yeah. i mean cannabis you know from the health centers to the community centers to the radio stations everything was provided it was all brought up by cannabis right it was like paid for by cannabis so yeah i mean it was a full underground community Basically, the whole um, city, the whole town, the whole area, the whole county. And I would say the whole county, South County, of South the, County, yeah, you know, Southern Humboldt, where we're from. Definitely. And but, you know, that money helps supply the whole the whole county. Yeah. You know? so and you it, know
5: that money comes from everywhere. Right. So meeting Jason and and, and talking to, to both of you guys, because I believe it, it was your story as well, John, that seeing the, the people from out of state come in to the Humboldt area. How far did you guys see people come to get the cannabis from the humble? Was it out of the country? I mean, I know I've seen New York, but is it out of country as well?
3: Yeah,
6: okay. actually, you know, they would come up from all over the world to come and get our cannabis and, um, it, it was so desired at one point, especially in the nineties that they would prepay you for your product. <laughs> and it really didn't matter if it had seeds or if it wasn't trimmed. just take whatever well. you got.
5: Whatever you had,
6: yeah they'll take whatever you want because there w- there was a limited supply about um of it, and back in the nineties, you know enforcement was so bad there there wasn't weed everywhere, um, we were all trying to grow, but we were all losing our crops to enforcement, we all you know dealt with um law enforcement every single day, and it was um our motto really that loose lips sunk ships so even though our closest knit group of friends knew what we did, you didn't go to school and say that, you know, my, my parents are pot growers. We were all carpenters. Everybody believed that all of our parents were carpenters because that's what we were told to tell. Um, because we, we knew if we told anybody that we were jeopardizing our family safety and their freedom. So um, And your
5: family income. <laughs>
6: and our family yeah. income. And it, it wasn't, you know, cannabis wasn't just our only income. Not for any um, one of our friends. We had to do a multiple different things. We were loggers. We were commercial fishermen. We used cannabis as, uh, as a little bit of a income. But as those other industries like logging started to get regulated and disappear, um, we just added a little bit more cannabis to supplement what <laughs> we weren't getting from logging. And then commercial yeah. fishing started to go away. So we just added a little bit more cannabis and... It wasn't that long after that cannabis became our sole income and we really relied on to it uh, relied on it not to make a million dollars but just to get to the next year that's all we cared about you know happiness doesn't come from money i have plenty of friends that have a lot of money and they're not any happier than any of us and so really we ro- relied on our community for happiness and really truly people moved there for Um, the community and not just for the cannabis. I mean, that community is a very magical community there for you in some of the toughest times.
5: Hmm. And and not only for you, but you guys have grown and been known for some of the most amazing cannabis And yourself. Both of you gentlemen are second generation farmers. And this question is actually to both because you both had to watch this and do the evolution of having a big farm. Of At a time when it's just, quote unquote, a farm, let alone it becomes now a legal farm because of what's growing on it, to now a full-on legal farm that's, you know, making your money. And like that whole transition to think about that logically, as a child, you grew up there, Shh, don't say nothing, guys, we're carpenters. And now we're cultivators, you know what I mean? Now you get to tell your children to go tell everyone what a difference this world is now because you can go to school and say we're cultivating this cannabis plant. That whole evolution well, of it, life. But let, chattin-
4: me, let me ask, though, is that what you're doing, though? I mean, do you guys have kids and do you do you, tr- do you oh, tell your kids, point. hey, we, we are cultivators? Because even even then, sometimes people don't want to tell everybody that because of the, good point.
3: you know. It's our kids know everything. We don't good. hide nothing. Out from, our parents didn't hide it from us. We don't hide it from them. It's not bad, you know. Yeah. And, and I, we believe it. It's the truth. So no, you know it was, uh, yeah, that transition was crazy, and it still is crazy, obviously. But the the rewarding part of it is, is like you know we got Ridgeline Farms banners in you know the gyms at the baseball fields. You know my kids have my sweatshirts and my shirts on. They they want my sweatshirts and shirts for their friends. They all want them. So you know it's. It's cool they can be proud of what we do in public now. You know they're stoked. Oh, we're going to do a show in L.A. They're proud of that. You know we're sure. hanging out with some other idols like Ricky Williams and stuff. You know they're super proud of that. You know so we were always proud of what our parents did, but we could not never say it. Yeah. So it's kind of a hard thing to do. You know and you just have to keep that hidden and keep it inside and you know you know it. They could go to jail any time and so. There's been lots of, I mean, we can go back and forth of the goods and the bads, but the best thing going on right now is that we could actually be ourselves, and our kids don't have to worry about, you know, us going to jail, and you know, they could be proud of who their parents are.
4: Now, now, when you when you when you say that, I, there's there's definitely in your mind, there's got to be some things that aren't going right in the industry too, right? So so I want to ask you some of those questions. So when we come back, let's get some answers on, on what your thoughts are, where the industry's at now. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break.
2: We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Turn that typical into something
5: special, folks. When it comes to infused products, the flavors you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, oilscom Now, Blue, you were just touching on something that's really, really deep and crazy right before we went to break.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, listen, guys. I, I mean, you guys are from humble. It's different, you know, and, and you, you... you I say that because I, I want to. I want everybody to kind of get in perspective from from home. It's like, you know, I'm from Southern California, and and you know everybody will sit here and say California's got the best cannabis in the world. I believe it, um, but I believe it's Northern California that that it came from, and I'm from Southern California, so it's not. And 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 a lot of people, oh, I grow the best this, I grow the I'm this company that I. You know what? All good and said. I've been T- in tomato, the game. Tomato. I've been in the game for a long freaking time. And you know, I'm a second generation myself. You know, I'm happy to be here with you guys. Doesn't mean that you know we, because we don't know each other, or we, and we probably have worked together. I could probably name off five of my friends. You'll be like, oh, I know those guys. You know, um, but they but, grab some stuff from us. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we we work together. You know, through through a, through a, some kind of a cycle. Um, but but I think the. There's a there's a distinct, distinguished difference about growers that have been growing uh, in Northern California and and, and and versus Southern California and then versus now growing because. Back then, it was, you know, most of us were growing in master bedrooms, you know, or, um, you know, nice little closets or then or or big outdoor, you know, they'd have a nice little master bedroom and then they'd have a big farm outside and then maybe a garage full of, you know, cannabis here. And and it was kind of just everywhere. And I used to go visit people in Northern California. And and it's what's what made me want to grow here. You know, I didn't I, when I I didn't wake up here, my dad would would have plants in the backyard. My dad group, you know, you know, come to find out he had a fucking warehouse, you know, and you know, and it's like, you know, I I didn't know about it, a lot of this stuff, but but I was learning, you know, and and then all of a sudden I was on my way out to, you know, Northern California. And, and I remember, you know, we're going to a farm and I'm like, okay, cool. And, and, you know, there's fucking guys sleeping in the farms, you know, out there. There's people that physically sleep in farms out there. Like, you you know, and I'd be like, huh, what are you talking about? And they're like offering us jobs. Like, you guys want to come out want to come out here and sleep, stay, stay on the farm? I'm like, stay on the farm? What do you mean? There's no electricity out here? Well, well, we got, you know, generators and shit. I mean, I'm just like, no way. I mean, so there's so many different facets of what was happening so for me again you know um, it, it's 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 different so you know I, I just I just want want to, to ask you guys what what is it that you feel the industry is now where, where are we at now
5: um. are you happy with it that was well laid out though, Blue, because I just went down the visual
4: exactly where where that used to be. And yeah, dude, I was, uh, I, I oh, dude, you know, I, I learned it. how to. I I didn't learn how to grow from people in North California. I learned that it was okay to. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, like, I, it agree. Was, I went A out there and the area, area, they, they were it. taking me to their neighbor's house, and I was like, walking in, fucking, you guys are growing too, and it was just like, holy shit! I mean, I went around 20 houses in one freaking day, and I seen 20 different people growing. I'm like. This can't be that fucking bad. You know what I'm saying? And and, and at home it was like just no. It has to be legit. And it was this whole <laughs> and we were way more secretive, you know? And 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 I, I just it was a bigger culture out there. They had better cannabis than us. You know, we had all the Mexican weed. I mean, don't get me wrong, I brought in fucking a ton of weed from Mexico. Somehow or another I touched it, you know, Arizona weeds or whatever. We were, you know, we'd fluff it up and shit. And then all of a sudden we landed in in no, Northern California, Humboldt and you know all these little towns and and I was like holy shit this weed is fucking fire you know but there's a, the the industry's changed so drastically you know from from you guys with the the people that I feel like built a lot of this on their back how do you feel let
6: me try to put it this way and I don't know if this is a good parallel but imagine doing something for your whole life for the last 45 years that you love to do, that your parents taught you how to do, that you've never felt that was a bad or an illegal thing. And you know, this is the first time in your life that you've been able to share your craft, something that you love to do with the world. I mean, it's an amazing feeling. And you know, a lot of what our job is, a lot of what we're doing here um, is about educating the consumer and trying to get them to realize um, where a multi-billion dollar industry is being created and, and what we went through in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000 to get to this point is a big part of why we're here today and participating in, in the regulated market. And, you know, um, in, in this new industry, you know, the regulators, the BCC, the DCC, all, all, you know, Gavin Newsom, you know, they're making a lot of mistakes. They're making what we love to do really hard for the small craft, <laughs> sun-grown farmer. And, you know, I, I can't even begin to imagine huckleberry hill or ridgeline farms or all these small farmers that we grew up with not in one way or another participating in an industry that they helped build yeah. and it, you know it's kind of sad it's yeah. very emotional wow. to see family or friends you know suffering and having a hard time and you know people ask me what's at stake and, and right now in the industry everything's at stake
4: mm. Man, you know,
5: I, you know, it's crazy you say that because as I was watching even John, your story and thinking about what you're saying, I literally was feeling that way. And then I started feeling that way about you too, as well, Jason, just going, how can some of the correlations of John's story not be a part of your story, just family wise, you know what I mean? Whether or not exactly how it happened, but the moral of the stories are there too. And to think not only that, how it's changing and how, people are just coming in and the price is going down and this and that, like, how do you guys even stay with the prices and, and continue? Because are, are you guys dictating the market or the pricing team? When, when you guys, when it's so much for you, do you lower it? How does that come from you guys as the grower from Humboldt where, you know, the Croctober we hear, right? The prices are lower. Are you guys lowering your prices? Are your prices always the same across the board? At least now too, because it's different because it's deal. Let them answer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <Jesus Christ.
3: laughs> so I mean, so much has changed, you know. And if we want to see how the market is going and what's going on now, I mean, the positive is that you know we could feel a good trend in craft farm happening. People are starting to realize, you know, hey, this is amazing flour. You know what we feed our flour with, organic. You know, it's amazing food um you know what so do you we, feed it with i mean, like, I, mean I mean right now i'm using it. advanced organic you know the advanced, advanced nutrients oh, organic advanced. and it's you know it's it's great i've switched every year for my whole life i've always learned we listen we talk to each other we change i I use teas i put amazing amendments in my dirt and yeah advanced organic it's it's killer it's it's you know it makes weed it's looks good, good it's a
4: good it's a good product
3: good product good product but um you know so there there's a lot of negatives right now um you know probably way more than the positives the positives are obviously me and john are out here we're we're, get, we're lucky you know our brands are out there we've worked our tail we've we put our ass on the line to get to this point but we have so many amazing friends my dad you know our families um that are hurting right now you know our town's hurting really bad and uh to go through what we've gone through to get the you know, to get cannabis where it is today and then have it taken away and everybody else runs away with it, all these big companies and all of a sudden our town's dead and out of money and, you know, people are hurting. It's a shame, you know, so. And and so let me interrupt.
6: I'm sorry, but, you know, put it in perspective and you glided over it pretty smoothly that, you know, his dad who taught him how to grow cannabis is somebody back in the 70s that got hauled away in a helicopter, a camp helicopter, the campaign against marijuana planning, an enforcement agency that we had to deal with Mm. every single day. So, you know, for us, for the people that grew up in the Emerald Triangle, this was a traumatic experience, not only for his dad, but for Jason as his kid. For us to see a parent, you know, held at gunpoint with an AR-15, to be hauled away (laughs) in an army-styled helicopter, I mean, This was a war against
3: a plant that we dealt with on a daily thing and. We definitely, we definitely are not dictating the price and we are taking giant hits. We aren't even really making money. No, we're we're working to get, we're we're getting by. And so, you know, went from everyone making money and this and that. And now it's the point where we're literally, we have a business where, you know, like I said, luckily enough that we're slowly getting our stuff on shelves so we can pay the bills a lot of it's going right back into the brands. Um as you guys know, it's hard starting a business. Yeah. But uh, you know, we have lots of friends that are not as lucky, you know, they're strictly in like the wholesale market and that wholesale market is dropping and dropping below what it costs us to grow our products cuz like I said, we use the top quality dirt, food, everything we can and and it's it's you know, I mean, we don't do cheap labor. Everything we do is really it's Organic, real. it's real and it's expensive. You know, growing really good cannabis does cost. You know, money. I mean, trimming it the whole nine, and and by the end of the, the day, if you go to sell your product and you're getting, you know, some little amount below cost, well, you you go under, and a you, lot of people know, are like our town.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm 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 first of all I'm I'm sorry to hear that. You know that that is um, something that I could I could completely understand. Again, a lot of people don't understand, and they, they will never understand, you know, because again, I've, I've been the guy that's taken that trip to drive up there many times. I've I've had to go, and, and like I said, I've been out for stay on farms. I've, I've stayed on some of the farms, but, you know, slept out there and shit. Like, I just want to do it just to do it. I wasn't going to stay the whole fucking 90-day run. Oh, you
3: know? come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, but then again, i say I'd appreciate you deal. guys, though, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, this is the type of stuff that... It's going to help our community, and that's spreading the message, and that's really what I feel. Me and Johnny, our our big thing is to do now is we have to get spread the message. You know, help spread the message. Of no, but but I the best I, weed, I, I think that you know? the the, best the people.
4: The, you're right, and and I, I think that the 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 cold part of the whole thing to me is like <laughs> fuck, man. You know, you're right. Like how how can it be you know, given back to the farmers that, that really brought this thing to to the forefront, that really, you know, put their necks on the line, that really went to prison and jail for this thing. And then and then all of a sudden you've got now people in all these little towns that are just boom, 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 pumping it up. And then, you know, and then still operating illegally. Let's be honest. You know, there's a lot of fucking just, you know, people out there that are like, oh, we're operating everything's by the book. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, because there's no way that some of these guys would be able to even make it. And and so I, I have two thoughts. One is I want to help. Right. And I don't know how yet, but I, I want like to help.
3: helping right now.
4: Well, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank and you.
3: we definitely want to help. Th- all, thank you. Yeah, all thank hard. you so
4: much, man. I, I appreciate that part. Um, but I, I want to help more. I want to figure out how. And I, I have a couple ideas. Let's write a book, you know. Um, believe it or not, you think books aren't that powerful. Books are fucking powerful. Um, some of the, the, you know, the world's secrets are all kept in books. Um, and and so, no
3: wonder I don't know any of them.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's it's true. The, the 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 world's secrets are all held in books. And and when you start to write books, um, and, and and then you know, and maybe uh, you know, form some kind of an education platform. Have you guys have you guys decided to do anything
3: like that? I mean, there's one going on right now in the hills called called the Gangier and you know they're they're working you know they're they're bringing people up and you know a lot of those people own dispensaries or they're big part big part of the game and you know that that's helping because that's educating the consumers and the consumers are ones that are at the end of the day getting burned because we're we're trying to spread the message right to buy this the sun grown but at the same time this is high quality weed and it is way better than these massive farms that they're feeding crap to you know and, and spraying it with whatever and they're it's just a whole different quality of cannabis. So it's not like it's, it's not hard natural. To, no, well, it's, it's not, it's better. I mean, so it's easy for us to be able to speak like this because it's the truth. We're telling yeah. the and, truth. And you know
6: what, the work that we've been doing over the last four years, Jason won the first two Emerald cups, uh, in the legal market, uh, 2018 and 2019 brought amazing attention to the Emerald triangle, sun grown, um, that green lantern, the green lantern, the ridgeline runs, um, and, you know, you'll never hear he or I ever say that we grow the best cannabis in the world because really that's ultimately up to the consumer to, to, to decide. And what they need to understand mm. is it's more important to know your farmer, know what groups he supports, know how they're cultivating their cannabis, know what their inputs are, because if you can figure out that that farmer is good and he has a good heart and he, he supports good organizations like Joe from Sweet Leaf and um, Deer Cannabis... Um, then if you can figure out that that person's a good farmer and a good person, that the cannabis you're about to put in your body is probably really good for you. Mm -hmm. And what makes me feel good might not make you feel good. So you have to experiment around. And at the end of the day, if that consumer can really find some joy and some magic in smoking sun-grown cannabis, they can relay that message to the retail shops who in return could relay it to our distributor, who in return will demand our product. So that's how it's gonna work. At the end of the day, it's up to the consumer that is gonna decide whether or not we make it or we don't.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I love that. That was because, well said. Yeah, man. That 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 was, you know, fantastic. I mean and was, we support, by the
5: way, Sweetleaf, and we do so much with Sweetleaf as well. Yeah. And we and just like Blue said, we as well, Jason and John, want to support gentlemen like yourselves who are part of that generational movement of what's going on and whatever we can do to utilize this platform, it's your platform.
4: As yeah, well. yeah, you, you, know you I mean? guys use us, you know, because again, I, I understand your pain and, and I and, and it resonates well with me now. And I'm glad like like I said, you know, if we would have talked about this stuff, you know, I my, my emotions don't kick the same. I would have heard it over there and been like, oh shit, and had that same feeling, and then I heard it again. It doesn't resonate the same with me. You know, I can't show my real feeling. Right and now, and it's funny, I
5: wasn't even there knowing what they were probably talking about at the campus in the patio, going. Oh my god! If I was there with these guys, I'd be fighting back, wanting to talk to them. I did too. Yeah, I did too. How yeah, about like, Let's get to the interview. Hi yeah, guys, can I? Because you know? I want.
4: I, I want to think. You know, it is is like. You know, this is like a an industry getting completely ripped off under your feet, and then saying, "Here, guys, you want a little piece of it back? Fucking earn it." And you're like, what the fuck you mean earn it? We already earned it and you just fucking took it. And and I and I and I know that from from my own, you know, source because like I, I used to sell a whole lot of fucking weed, you know, and, and my, my whole mindset for was just like, Oh, I'm just gonna make money. You know, I was all about fucking making money. And then I realized that the fucking plant really helped people. And it was so shocking to me because I was like, what? Like, you know, just coming out of this, I'm you know, I'm telling my dad. My dad's always like, you oh, know, just do this to, to help you know our family and a couple of our friends and just, you know, and, and get by. Like my dad was really just cool about it. You know what I mean? No matter how much he was moving, no matter how much he was doing, he was really cool about it. I was really young, fucking, I had to have a, a BMW and this and that. And I started, you know, selling it to this different level and I was trying to floss it and this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had all these, you know, real patients coming in because I had started opening dispensaries and these real patients are coming in. I'm looking at these people and they're like, yo, I'm sick. And I'm like, you're sick. What do you mean? You look like you're on drugs, you know, like, no, bro. Like I got AIDS. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm really like, you know, I've, you know, again, still young thinking I'm a fucking rapper. Everything, everything in my mindset's different. But yet I'm going through this phase and I'm going, wait a minute. So you're really sick and this really helps you. And it's like, yeah, it's like, OK, well, you could have free weed, you know, and then I start giving out weed. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, real, you know, organizations like the normals and the this and the that's all these different people, cancer associations. I'm dealing with the AIDS clinic down the street and I'm, I'm going to AIDS, you know, um, meetings with people and I'm and I'm donating cannabis and I'm starting to really get involved and understand that this plant has fucking real medicinal value. You know, and it was way more than the money. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Damn, I need to stop being a fucking asshole and start trying to, you know, re readjust my alignment with this plant." And everything that uh, that I've done up to this point leads me to you guys sitting here going, "Fuck," you know. I and, and now I, I have more work to do because I I look back and go, "Again, you guys got stripped from something that." you know, a, a lot of people don't understand. And and I also share that too with people from Mexico, you know, and and I, and, you know, Joe tells me all the time, he goes, you know, Hey dude, you know, where do you think we came from? And I'm like, well, fuck dude, let's be honest. dude. We have uh, this I, big argument so, in the said, you know, where like, do we think that you know, lot, it, it became it, it,
5: the big popular? Like, Oh, this is great. And this ain't this this, no shot
4: at, at anybody. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm a minority. Um, but you know, a lot of African-Americans feel like this plant has been ripped from them, you know? And I'm like, you know, that's true that it is true because they did build true. it on their backs too. You know, they were out there moving the shit, growing the stuff. But when I look at it and I'm like, "Wait a minute, dude, it was fucking grown in Mexico 10 times harder than anywhere else I know." Like I mean, you know, it, you, although Northern California had areas. some better weed, <laughs> yeah. there was a fucking major farms in Mexico, you know, that were coming across these borders and shit like that, and and these people have built it on their backs too, and so minorities, you know, people from, you know, you know, um, the the triangle people, all these people have been stripped now though, and and are just left naked. So when they, when you look at this, everybody plant,
5: and everybody, it's just
1: everybody, I, and it's a and it, and it's like,
4: but it's easy to sometimes it's easier to go, oh yeah. The minorities aren't getting fucked and look over there. But these guys aren't fucking minorities, you know? These guys, well, but, I mean, but they you been, look at not Jaga but Jagasthenia,
5: Jason Gilman, and their families. And not only that, but they've their been stripped. Have been to jail, they've prison. been stripped. I know yeah. their
4: story, you know what I mean? And, oh, and totally. I'm like, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know? So it hits everybody. And 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 I, I just want to share with you guys, man. Let us continue to get this message out. Let's let's work on on you know um you know getting your farm I- into more stores because every fucking store should be carrying your guys's product because you know if you guys have that generation. Because in my
5: opinion, it's where the best weed comes from. Because that's what I've been running <laughs> the whole fucking time, anyways. It is. It I've is. I put that I'm, on God. It, it, Listen to all the podcasts. Joe Grande always said, <laughs> "Best weed comes from Humboldt County." It Here does. You. It does. You it, know, it,
6: something really important to understand in California: Gavin say? Newsom and Nicole should really truly take into consideration when they're, they're squeezing out the small farmer is the Amazon, um, Humboldt County has been said to be like the Amazon jungle of genetics. And one of us, unbeknownst to us at the time, might have a strain or a cultivar that has that ability to cure cancer or autism yes. or some other disease. And if you get rid of us and that strain goes by the wayside and no longer exists, we might miss a huge opportunity to solve some world problems. So... Um, exactly. It's hugely like important to there, really protect like everything us. everything you're
5: describing is there. How is it not there in the Emerald Triangle? We
6: will be there. the Napa Valley of cannabis sooner or later. Yeah,
4: I, I, I think you're right. You guys do probably have the best soil in, in the world. Um, you know, it's along the coastline right there. I mean, there's there's the a climate. It's more than climate. just the soil. I mean, yeah.
3: and not only that, it's people like, well, how do you guys grow such good weed? Well, we have the climate, but at the same time, it's been passed down. It's what we've done our whole life. If you do yes. something your whole life, you should be doing it well, you know. And so, yeah, your life, grandpappy taught you, your daddy taught you. Yeah, I mean, this it's is like, what this like, is, This on. is in our. This is in our genes, you know. We're. we're We're cannabis farmers for life. We've been making mistakes for
6: the last 40 years, and by making mistakes, we look at that as a positive thing because you learn from your mistakes, you know. We share information. We're a network of a community that really shares that kind of critical uh, information that allows us to grow better cannabis.
4: We'll listen to this, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. When we come back, more with these two fine gentlemen right here. We'll be right back after this
2: break. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. welcome back to cannabis talk 101
5: advanced nutrients has a complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases and cycles to bring your crops to their true genetic potential discover more at advancednutrients.com i want to thank our whole staff you guys for doing everything that they do for making us sound so great and looking so good jan erica daniel Cal, christian a christian s denny P. Funk, Connor, Kimberly, Selena Sager, Brianna Cash, Cam Solar, Nadia Ali Pitts, Chris Franchino, Jennifer, and Elvis. Now, Blue, this has been one of these shows that like we get to look at as some of the greats that we're having on. And when I say that to you guys, John and Jason, I say this with true respect. You guys are, in my opinion, the A-list stars that our show gets and deserves to have and people listening this is the a-list group in my book and their product. And like, product this is like who you should listen to who you should follow who you should look at what website you should be going to what like farms you should be taking a look at once again pick on instagram at huckleberry hill farms is where that one's at. And if you're looking at the other one, it's ridgelinefarms.com or on Instagram at ridgeline farms. And we say this because we love companies like this because we support companies like this because these are the companies that have done what we're able to do, that we're able to do it for. There's families that have done that. So that being said, you guys have produced, executive produced Tangled Roots, the true story of Humboldt County. What is this about John and Jason?
3: I mean, this is just a, it's a film that, uh, or a documentary that Seth came to us about, you know, and it's basically just our legacy. And he interviewed, you know, my dad, my uncle, and lots of other local, you know, legacy farmers. And, um, you know, it's telling us this, this, the true story of Humboldt. There's been lots of stories, you know. We've heard, you know, the Murder Mountain story that a lot of people talk about, which is you know i'm not gonna say it's bullshit but it's definitely not the way to depict our county which our where we live it's just a beautiful place a beautiful community amazing people and yeah there's some bad seeds i mean where isn't there in the world so it's it's a documentary i think that should uh shed some real positive light um on our community
4: it's crazy you say that because you know i I mean i don't really remember like that either you know what i mean like i remember you know there's some Places you don't want to... Oh, I heard, don't go over there. You know what I mean? That's but like how shit life that's is. Yeah, but that's everywhere. It's like, you know, go down I mean, to right? certain places in downtown LA. Don't don't go down there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you don't want to be... If you're not welcome there, don't drive down that street. You so know one I mean?
3: of the coolest things about the Tangled Roots is prior to that, you know, me and Johnny, we have a brand we called... We started Tangled Roots. And, you know, that that is a brand that basically we take two farmers and put it in one jar and we tell their story. And, you know, these are farms of, you know... Uh, heritage farmers have been farming for their whole life so that that we had that prior to this uh, documentary and so it goes hand in hand and it's just another good tool that's going to keep spreading the knowledge of our uh, you know our culture and heritage
4: now what, what is this i'm holding here the 15 seeds right here. What, 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 tell me about this.
6: So it's, it's my true belief that, you know, we never say we grow the best cannabis in the world. And the true magic that uh, we're trying to educate the consumer about is the magic of growing your own. And so um, my girlfriend Rose and I developed this um, way to make it really easier for the consumer to grow um, their cannabis. So we put a, a, a seed in a puck that you sit by a windowsill and you put it in water and then you can just put it in a thing. And uh, this very following year, um, we came up with another idea with, um, you know, how many times have you gone into a retail shop and and bought a jar of weed and said, God, I wish I could grow grow this weed. So what we did was we feminized the same uh, we feminized the seed of the same strain that's in the jar so if you like the weed you can now grow the feminized seed of that same strain so oh. that our kitties. so me. that also won oh. innovative product award for the second dope. year in the row and so it's just a way to allow the consumer to grow their that's own
4: so dope that's Dude, a, I
6: look at,
5: that's I look at that's you so that you dope. You're giving the consumer the, yes. the answer. Like, you know, you're teaching them how to fish, so to speak. It's so, when, old, I, it's, when I saw
3: you uh, smelling that puck, i all, it's not going to smell like weed. That's no, that.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was smelling the puck, to, uh, and I was like, <clears throat> when I opened it, I didn't even know what I was opening, right? I yeah. just opened it up, and then all but of a sudden, came out. But I mean, I just never, out, and ever. And then it dawned on me, I was like, if you
5: like this, I didn't know what the here, puck it was. your first.
4: own. So like, for, that's amazing for us. It's, it's always dope. been I just opened up I, one of their, hold on. Let me just say this. I, I'm opening up one of their. I've never even their, thought of heard of that concept or even what qu- can like I people- Can I finish what I'm saying? Cause I was talking yes. for you. Thank you. Um, so, so I, I'm opening up their, their, their stuff here. Right. And as I'm opening, it's like an eighth or a, or a quarter or something like that. And I, there's a puck right on the top of it, dude. And, and, and it's just literally, you know, peel off when saturated, it. and it's just like this is obviously for, for growing your, your there's a seed embedded seed, in there right. and then the the, the flower smells amazing through the, through the jar and that one ninth oh, in the sun-grown category in so the Emerald
6: Cup this year that's called Mom's Weed that's a, that's a strain that I named after my mother who I learned everything from It
5: smells awesome God bless dude. her she said on, the, on your uh, documentary that's, thing well, I bet it well, just smells so
4: fire I have it felt so dude, jelly right it's now got purpose. this is beautiful it's beautiful
6: so our yeah. whole mission, our whole this is goal... all,
4: all outdoors, sun-grown?
6: Sun was that when I was talking and then you interrupted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, that was you. Okay. Way to go,
4: John. <laughs> hey, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, That'll just speak So up.
6: The, the important thing that I was just saying yeah. was it's going right. to always be about our community. When I said it, it's never going to be about one of us and it's always going to be about all... That's how we all live as a family and as a community, as farmers, is it's not going to feel good for Jason and I to be the only small, craft, sun-grown farmer to make it it has to be about all of us it has to be a, about all these amazing farms that we grew about grew up with and, and you know it's right am I saying
3: it? oh 100 percent you know you know many people come up to us in our community and there a lot of them are say thank you for spreading the message thanks for keeping you know our community out there um, but you know at <laughs> same times they're like you know you're killing it and you know it, it's it feels good but at the same time is, first of all we're, we're working our butts off and we aren't killing it we're getting our name out there but they grow amazing weed too. And it's not really fair for us to be the only ones out in the spotlight because we know they all deserve it as well. Um, but you know, we just we put our put well, our house think, out I think, here. I
4: think we communicate and we start to you know identify some of those good you know, operators and the people that have been here for years, and we just kind of you know push them off of each other, and we help bring exposure to you guys. Man, that's it,
3: strong, huh? Yeah,
4: Woo! yeah.
5: It
3: smells it's, good, it, it Johnny. Smells
4: great, yeah. It smells good.
5: I mean, is the big picture? Smells- can I ask you, gentlemen, this because Jason and John, I can only imagine if. It was Blue and I sitting in these chairs, and you got the Wright family and the Lopez family, like we got the Gelmans and the Casellis and we're sitting there going, okay, we got Ridgeline, Huckleberry, Blue, big money's coming into this game. We know it, right? Like these big companies, this Costco farm, whatever, is going to fucking come knocking at our door soon. Is it something we're talking about now? Is it we'll cross that bridge when we get there? I mean, what's, what's it look like for these guys Farmers like yourselves that have been doing it for so long, and I want to talk about this elephant in the front room if we're all four brothers going, how do we look at this amongst the, 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 the true farmers like this? What's the vibe and, and how you feel about it?
6: You know, at the beginning, um, what you said was true, and that's what we feared, and that's what we were scared of, but now what we're really realizing, because of different platforms that we've participated with, with Cannabis Talk 101, with Woody Harrelson supporting us, with Ricky Williams supporting us, and all these different um, people that have
3: platforms that are really recognizing what we
6: we do, um, what
3: was I saying? Well, basically, those platforms are the ones that are helping us get out there, you know? I'd, I'd... Burner, You're you know, Ber- Burner put my herb in, in, in the cookies packaging and they wanted to see how it would go. Right? Well, what that did was get my stuff out to, you know, thousands of people that never smoke sun-grown cannabis, you know. And it was one of the top selling products for multiple weeks in the cookies, you know, packaging. Yeah, so uh, nice, what, we're, what we're trying to do is just get our product into the consumer's hands and they can make that decision. If they don't like it, fine, you know, but they're going to like it, you know sure. what I mean? So platforms that were given like this. Right here, which we appreciate you guys big for having us again, and you know, like you said, we have you know the Woody, the Rickies, you know all these these amazing um, you know people, you know, burner getting our names out there. Um, We know we appreciate them, you know. Um, So And,
6: and at the end of the day, as California continues to permit farms in an overly saturated market without federal legalization, the only thing that's going to differentiate anybody. From all the, the grows that look exactly the same, are the stories of the small farmers of the Emerald Triangle. And so that's why we're see- seeing the Woody Harrelsons and the Ricky Williams and the Willie Nelsons all Willie. coming towards us. Willie. Willie, I almost forgot Willie. Oh, no. have, uh, Willie. Willie. Yeah, 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 Willie's the man. Um, so they're realizing that this is something special. Our stories, where a multi billion dollar industry was created, is something that everybody needs to. To know, And they want to be part of that because they know that we care about the consumer. They know that we care about one another. And that's all anybody really wants is for somebody else to care about the other person.
3: Yeah, I I was actually really, you know, scared about and nervous and, you know, losing everything. And as it's going, I'm starting to realize, you know, I don't really care how much weed these other farms grow. There's plenty of weed out there. It's once, you know, they realize what, what, they, the consume. Best, what they consume <laughs> and once they realize people can grow millions of pounds of weed, but they have to know, you know, what they're putting their body. Everyone wants to be healthy. Everyone wants well, a little special green little shake in the morning or whatever there's, there's, and do their jog. Well, smoke some good cannabis. Where are you going to do all that? And you go smoke some shitty, salty weed, you know, sprayed with some weird stuff. It doesn't make any sense, you know, so people are realizing not only are they buying better herb but they're helping support communities and families and people that actually not one dude in a suit that sits there that doesn't give a fuck about anyone
4: sure really well sure. a lot of people you know a lot of you know a lot of people eat chips but i eat ruffles you know what i mean and and it's <laughs> you know point. and and so the point is 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 <laughs> when they start to realize like yo like you know this is what you know that they're they're ridge line i i smoke Ridgeline. you know this is what i like to do i like to smoke huckleberry i work with these guys or you know i, I this is my my brand and and why well because i know it's natural i know it's grown properly i know that they put love behind it i know it comes from a family-owned farm this is the kind of shit that i want to support right these are the things that i like to support so the story's great yeah yeah and, and so so i think though is is how to get that message out right and then and then get into a point where you know the the and it starts with you know the butt tender's That are actually learning about the product so that they're not just, you know, and not to say that, you know, Burner doesn't put out great cannabis, but cookies is a great example. Great marketing. Great marketing. You know what I mean? And now what we're learning, too,
3: is a lot of people are paying big money for, you know, what, what dispensary will sell their product. So now we're going against that as well. So now, you know, you have, right. sell this product, we're going to get paid more for it, you know, if you sell their product. So now we're getting pushed back right You didn't the even show.
4: see that coming. They're not even telling you that part. Oh, uh, we're
3: learning. Yeah. We're learning.
5: That's part of the game true. that's so cold right there. You're like, it's wait cold. A we yeah, got yeah, this yeah. great boutique product. Everything we're doing is on fire. And now we've got to play with this game now.
3: Well, it's it- packaging. It's And we've the THC numbers that are all being, you know, those are bullshit too, you know. And so the end of the day, what we are learning, which, you know, Johnny had some met some amazing people that are showing the different turf profiles from sun grown to indoor and the turf pro- profiles on the sun door are blowing away the indoor. And, you know, I mean, you, you could go on with that one, you know. Why do yeah. you think that's
5: the case, though, John?
6: You know. Because I I believe, just like grapes, you know, the terroir, the climate that we grow in is some of the best in the world for specifically cannabis. And it produces a different terpene profile. There's heavier terpenes that are produced in outdoor sun-grown cannabis that just doesn't happen with indoor artificial light cannabis with the same climate, everything controlled. And I just don't want to say one is better than the other because it's really two different products. And so you, I think it's important to educate the consumer and let the consumer choose for themselves what they put in their body.
5: Do you think what you just said, because I believe you and everything that you just said, could be tr- uh, produced with the natural sunlight trying to produce the same product over and over? Or would you think that natural sunlight, as you said, gives the difference? Would it consistently give different Type of terps and different reactions to the flower consistently, or do you think it can be create normalcy? I think
6: it, it would be different from year to year, personally. But there's no po- more powerful light than the sun, and you know, um, a lot of us farms are sun and earth certified because of the way we grow, because how we grow, and because we're growing underneath the sun. And uh, Jason and I and some other farms have also done an experiment, and I'm not just saying this. Um, from what i've learned but we did a, an experiment with columbia university this whole past year and they tested all of our product all of um some of jason strain that were grown indoor and grown outdoor from the same cut of the same mother and it's just publicly being uh, p- uh published this week um, from columbia university and it's about to, to to hit the journalists uh books right now and it's it's a pretty amazing Um, study that you guys should check out and um, I I don't want to go into that further but you know let
4: me ask you real quick Is what other product lines are you carrying just flour or do you guys plan on doing pre-rolls or anything else or just flour
6: so you know I started doing all all these things I got a nursery license I got seeds I got um, flour what I'm finding is I need to really just focus on maybe just my flower and sure. really educating the consumer because it's maybe the seeds for- and flour.
4: The, the, this this thing was great. I don't think you should ever leave this. Part. Yeah, yeah,
5: that's see, the best idea the I've flowers, ever heard yet. This,
4: yeah. and I don't know if they, you know, I don't know if there you can, um, you and you might be able to do this is is to actually patent the fact or or to. Uh, a uh, utility patent utility yeah, yeah, where it's packaged it. with with just a seed, any any flower package yeah. with a seed. The I mean,
6: combination of the seed that, and the flower that's you
4: know. that that is 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 uh, next level brilliancy, you know. And and I think one thing's for certain, and, and I've always told this to people, you know, grow a fucking plant.
6: Whoa, man, you it's know? gonna change your life.
4: It'll man. change your life, dude. Grow a plant, man. Like just just have one growing, you know. And and it, because it, it makes such a big difference,
3: dude. Oh you know? I mean, for me, literally, like I go, my, my farm is my backyard. So I know if there's one plant that, that's sick, I feel sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not going to say one with my plants or nothing, but I go back there every day. You know. I'm, I'm looking at them every day. I'm giving them so much energy. My farm is small enough where I could sit and walk and look at all the plants pretty, you know, Just in the evening, you know, smoke a joint, look at plants, feel them out, you know. And, you know, that's why we give our plants a lot of love and energy. And, you know, that's part of being a small farmer.
7: Yeah.
6: You know, the the elephant in the room that we were about to talk about before was that, and I don't want to overlook it, is that, um, you know, 25 years ago, I had 30 federal agents show up at my house. And um, I was looking at 10 years to life in prison for a first-time nonviolent offender for this plant. And I was sentenced to eight, and I ended up doing eight out of those 10 years and had five years probation and went to court for four years trying to tell the judge that I would never hurt anybody. And so there's 40,000 people left in prison today that we have left in there to suffer and their families and their kids to suffer. And here we are in a regulated industry that is permitted. And we, this is not right. We need to do something about this.
5: Sorry. Man. No, don't be, John. No, what can geez. we do, John? What, what, and what can we do? Educate me. Educate us. I wish. What, what, what is somebody listening is the first thing that you'd recommend, even if they're in, I mean, Idaho. I don't know. Most people are listening Contact out of state. You're... They're not right here in California, around our block, but a lot are as well. But what can someone do, John? How can you help direct this movement of everything you just said? Because everyone listening, I believe, supports and, and wants to support. And if you don't, well, then stop listening. You
6: know, there's there's organizations like Families Against Mandatory Minimums, The Last Prisoner Project, and, you know, I don't know all the different, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but, um, you know, I don't have the answers. I just know that what's happening now is not right.
4: Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it's
5: hard. Guys, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong, I, 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 and I don't I, expect
4: you to, nor who does. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us. I mean, this is, um, you know, uh, something that, that needs to be addressed, and I think that, what when when will it happen it, it's 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 funny that we we sit here and go we we have so many people profiting from this plant now and and we've de- we, we we less demonized it right it's not completely gone right we know that it's still illegal i mean there's no you know there's no it, it's not legal this plant a lot of a lot of you know like even my my son the kids are they start thinking oh it's legal now No, it's not. You know, this plant is still under 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 pressure and under a lot of, and it has a lot of roots. Let's just say, (laughs) and and those roots that this plant has, um, you know, and and, and believe me, like I've made a a living off of it. You know, this plant, not not just here at this radio show, but prior to this radio show, and and I've, you know, and I always, you know, I was I was telling someone earlier today, you know, all these people are, you know, trying to be bosses. You know, like, oh, I'm a boss. I own my own shit and this and that. You know, and I look at, the, you know, it differently. I like at people. as like, you know, bosses are people that that employ people that actually have fucking, you know, employees that care about them. It's not about how much money they are or the word boss. And, and it's got it, it, this whole, like, you know, makeup of what cool is and what, you know, is, is about, oh, I'm a grower or I'm this. It's, it's about being cool. And like you said, there's so many people that are. are, It's not cool, man. These fucking guys are in prison for this thing. You know, there's people that are getting their doors kicked in today, this morning, right now. Yeah, literally. I mean, it's it's happened this morning. It's it's all over the news. There, there's someone's getting their because of a fucking plant. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, some people used to plant the wrong way. Some people run around with AKs on their farm. Some people are I mean, there's you know, a- there's 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 mob ties, there's this, there's that. There's all kinds of shit. But there's also people that are just fucking growing some good weed and trying to take care of their families and have a good day. You know, and and, and so how do we correct this? And I and I you know, the answer is is first of all, is is going federal. Once it becomes federally, uh, you know, legal, I I do
3: believe that we've been ha- saying that for a lot of years. Yeah, too, yeah,
4: and it's it has to though. It, it has to that
5: go. Would, that would open so,
3: our whole market. That would do so much for all of us. And yes, that would get a lot of people out of so, prison. So it's funny, yeah, Jason, Jason as a prison, you,
5: you guys would want that from the Emerald Triangle, Jason, John, all your cohorts. You guys are second generation. I would imagine you guys can speak for a lot of people, both being second generation. Would you guys say that the majority from the humble? Triangle feel the same way?
3: I mean, the majority from the Humboldt Triangle don't like any of this shit. They want to keep it back in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, it's out. And right now, there is (laughs) way too much herb in California that all these other states would love to have. And so if they open those gates and everywhere got, got that herb and these people that are in jail for few joints, few pounds, whatever, and they got freed, to me, that's a win, you know? I mean, even for banking, we, we can't even bank properly. We have to pay the banks, you know, yeah. to put in money. Like, they freeze we can't our even write take stuff off. We can't do all these different things. We can't do marketing. But with we're it. paying our taxes. We're still paying the man, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think in the big picture, that would be a pretty good change, and um, it, it needs to happen, you know, at this point. And, you know, there's going to be giant farms and more and more people trying to profit off it, but we're going to make a point here of, you know, what is the best herb to buy? And I I feel, I feel the tide shifting. I feel craft cannabis is on it up and people are starting to see it. And, you know, like I said, you know, I have a lot of big influential names out there that are pushing it and people like you guys pushing it and it's going to happen. And, you know, and so we have to stop being scared of these giant farms because these giant farms, could grow as much shitty weed as they want, Yeah, but they're going to go under because if people stop buying that shitty weed, it doesn't matter. They got to buy, they got to buy and they got to support the best, cannabis in the world and that's from craft small craft farms and, and people
4: that have been doing it you know the people that have like you said have went through this, this fight i mean you know
5: blue is it is kind of like everything we've described amongst each other so even saying it's going to be these boutique ones that strive and live forever meaning the companies like the ridge lines and the huckleberry hill farms that have been doing it forever no matter how big nor small but it's the quality that matters because, like everything that you described, John, about the farmer, about
4: the grower, about those things, those things matter. Oh, people who care will survive. You know, I, I believe. I, I think this, Joe. I think one one thing is is for certain is that, you know, when when people really understand, first of all, I, the federal thing when it opens up, I think it will allow. The, the markets like New York and everybody else to purchase, and everybody's waiting to buy sun grown California cannabis. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe that. I think it's, it's I, going to, once it's federal, because then you got people like Arizona, and they should Arizona, try it Arizona from... you know, they, they've been buying our cannabis for years.
3: Those pucks will be in everybody's stockings. It, 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 Everyone it, it, will have one by their window with the little plant popping the little... Pl- up. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the, and
6: it,
4: I, it opens a whole new market,
6: you know? Yeah. And I think federal legalization is truly the only solution of California's. Over supply. I mean, if you have any, do you have any other better ideas how to solve it? I mean, they can open more retail shops, but there's 18 or 20 million pounds being produced with only the ability to get rid of a million and a half to 2 million pounds in the amount of retail shops that we have. So there's, there's 16 to 18 million pounds that are oversupply problem in California. Like the where, only where solution they going? is where are they federally. going?
4: Where are they going? Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, throwing, no, they're composting them. Yeah, yeah, they're throwing them it's Instagram, but and then, and so what that problem though that creates is that it it that creates more gels gel cells, right, so yeah. we still have people that are still willing to well, put they're
3: pushing it back in they're ma- they're keeping the black market alive the way they're doing this, yeah you know what I mean no, it costs I... cost fifty to sixty dollars to buy an eighth of my weed that I'm getting you know twelve to sixteen dollars that actually goes to the farmer, and that's before all the stuff I pay for, so it's probably right. about five dollars so when they could go buy a pound of weed for you know, five six hundred dollars, yeah. they could go buy an eighth for sixty dollars. Yeah, I mean they are making this the way it difficult. Is. Yeah, they're, they're making it difficult.
4: It difficult. You're making wondering
3: this... why, why the black market's thriving. It's a, it's well,
4: they're not wondering. I think what they are is they're 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 making sure that they have their cut too. They. And, and, yeah, and their cut is you know what I mean is is, is so mm-hmm. involved in it. It's like how 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 do you not you know, common sense but says. I mean, hey, we're being fucked here, bro. Like, our people are still getting arrested for for traveling to another state with a fucking plant.
3: Drop all the taxes, lower the taxes, give the consumers a quality product for the right price. And let's go. go. There you go. go. And
4: and then how
5: do you also, Jason, John, deal with, or do you even know, and that'd be awesome if you didn't, but I can only imagine being born and raised there. You still got to know people that are selling to undercut you even personally.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I ain't gonna get too deep into that. But people that want to grow as much herb as they can and do whatever they want to do, that's fine. It's just if you want to go sell it for really cheap and undercut everyone, then you know, you're just taking food off everybody else's table. So, so everyone could do what they want. And that's how we were always raised. You know, you could grow indoor, you could do clone room, you could do an outdoor, you could do whatever you want. But you just you do need to respect your surroundings and not, you know, undercut everyone. And screw you're screwing yourself you're screwing sure. your parents it, at the end of the day and you have sure. to also get creative so like
6: Jason and I you know not only with the seed puck idea you know coming up with new ideas Jason and I really are gravitating and producing strains on our farm that nobody else in the world has. So with my nursery license, you know, I have white thorn rose. I have mom's weed. I have sweet Marlene, all cultivars that I grew and created from a strain. I used to grow with my mom since I was 10. Now we're collaborating with Jason's lamps. you know, doing collaborations and strains. So next year, all the strains that he grows on his farm, he'll be the only farm in the world that has that. So there will never be an oversupply of, of Lance, a candy Lance, of white thorn rose. And so we can kind of get rid of that problem. That's hurting small farmers. That's right. a
3: great point, Johnny, because honestly, we were getting into this. We were really stuck on using all these name brands, you know, all their, all their clones, all their strains, whatever, because everybody just wants that same purple, same looking bud, right? Yeah, and so now we're at the point where people are realizing we grow good weed, they know our name, so now we're actually getting to do what we were grown to. We were always bred, me and my dad have been breeding, you know, plants and, and doing crosses our whole life. Johnny's been doing crosses his whole life now. Me and Johnny are doing crosses together, and you know, we're so it's just exciting, you know? yeah. For us, that's, that's what we want to do. We don't want to grow what everybody else is growing, and we want to grow something special and new. And with every different cross come some new magic. Like you said, it'd be something that cures cancer. You yeah. Know what I mean, and, and, so. and,
4: and, and, and quite frankly, it probably will be. And, and not only that, it's, it's, I think it's, it comes down to, you know, someone saying like, I like natural foods, you know what I mean? I want to get natural stuff. I want to know where my, my farm comes from. And, and I, I think you guys should have, you know, um, you know with this you know like you you can even have like a um, a little pamphlet
3: in there like a little small but you don't just know how to grow your own plant you are just gonna yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> start it and boom all day. Ah! there you go magic seed no, no i think i think the,
4: no, the pamphlet would be a picture of you guys in your farm though uh-huh yeah, yeah. not, not... a little
6: qr code maybe yeah
4: a little qr code a little would be qr great. code yeah. makes yeah. it easy just go just make it, and it and happen, and that shows literally a picture of you guys with your farm because when i meet you guys and I, and i hear your story and then they go to your page there's a video of you guys or your farm, and it just shows like you know, like this is real down to earth, fucking you know, growers here, you know what I mean? This oh, is- not only
5: real down to earth, but then you look at even like the Lamborghini OG, depending on if you're on oh, Ridgelines, I mean, you one to of my favorites, and you see the you know, peel this off, peel that, I just uh, unbelievable stuff. Your guys' website, the pictures of you and your wife as well, uh, John, beautiful, just. Yeah, and and
6: that's the part of the industry that we struggle with. I guess if I were to pinpoint it, you know, figuring out packaging, QR codes. These are all foreign words and things to us that we're learning by mistake. Paperwork, metric tags. I mean, we didn't even get into that. That's that's a whole nother series. That you know, the metric system is just crazy. Just adds so much more work. And what we're finding out is that all the different regulations and the work that we have to do on top of all the farming. You know, you know, maybe I'm not taking care of myself as well. Maybe I'm not changing the oil in my truck or I have my laundry to do. So we're, we're the things that are most important, our health, our happiness, are we've put to the wayside a little bit and we're sacrificing that. So we're trying to find the proper balance. And, and we haven't figured that out yet, but we need to fairly. Fast. Very
3: right. We this whole new market has taken more time. Out of my life, my family's life than it ever has before. Before sure. we grew our weed, we sold our weed, but now we're marketing. We're doing all our paperwork. You know, we're, we're fucking showing it, up to California to oh jump gosh.
4: on cannabis talk one on one. We're and flying
3: we're, to L.A. You yeah. know, and our
5: plants are at home. Alone Dude, you guys right are now, movie but, stars. Welcome to the uh, life. Uh, <laughs> sell out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 you're it's, a
3: sellout now. <laughs> it's definitely been a big change, you know. And I, like I said, but but at the end of the day, I'm I'm beyond honored to stand, you know, stand up for my home you know and all and all my friends and family and you know yeah. I'm I'm so proud of where I come from I'm so proud of everyone in our area and it's just like I said it, you know people people give us a lot of love for that as well and you know like I said I don't <laughs> I don't feel like I'm worthy for that position, but at the same time, I'm very honored. I'm very honored, man. (laughs) You're
4: here. (laughs)
5: Jason, what what it is and what we like to always tell a lot of people, and I feel like you guys are doing so well, Jason and John, you have come out the green closet, and now you're spreading your wings and letting everybody know about your family and your legacy as you should.
4: And it's funny because I I feel, sorry to to cut you, Joe, but, dude, there's so many people that jump way sooner than you guys that are fucking running around like, we're master growers, we're this and that, and they haven't even been on this. haven't even been doing this shit. You we, know? we
3: can't be like that because where we live, everybody is master growers. Everybody, yeah, yeah, this is—it's no, is not a master not grower. Year. This is our life. Yeah, this yeah. Is, right. is, uh, first lesson:
6: first person that tells you they grow the best or they are the best. Run. run! That's a warning. Do not buy their weed. <laughs> run. Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. Yeah, you Whoever know? I mean, says they're a master grower. Well, that's what I'm saying. There like, give go. all these people
4: like we grow the best weed. I'm like, well, we're like, but where do you guys you getting this from?
3: Too, you got to think too, and even in our spots, we are. I mean, our, our homes are just. We take so much care of our land, you know, and our our farm. Everything is so clean and so. You know, we're we're like not only. Growing really good herb, we're actually you know taking care of where we live because that's that's our home, you know. So yeah. we put we put a lot of energy, you know, when we're when we're at home, we're constantly doing yard work and tree work and maintaining our properties and making you know the we have ponds and you know holding tanks for water. We just making it really beautiful because you know that's where we've been our whole life. True our home. kids, or we're raising our kids there, and you know, I mean, hopefully they raise their kids there, you know. So yeah, yeah. It, it's... Ridge
5: it's farms, 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 guys, I like do the Farms, five Farms, yes. Yes. Come on the show. We'll uh, ask you guys five questions. Jason, you'll answer first, and then John you'll answer second. Five simple questions with the high five with Jason Galman from Ridgeline and John Gaselli of Huckleberry Hill Farms. It's never about one of us, folks. It's always about all, all of, us. of us. Question yes. number one. How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis? And where'd you get it from, John?
3: Or excuse me, Jason. Oh, I would like to say around ten or eleven. Um from a friend sitting on a we, we had a little little kid party down by the river. I still actually remember that.
4: Just had I
5: don't
3: thing. know who he got it from. Probably took it out of his dad's closet. I'm not sure. <laughs> right there in Humboldt. Right That's there fun. in Humboldt. Yeah, yep. and for
6: me it was, you know, I, I waited a little bit longer in life. I think I was like seventeen years old and, you know, tried my first cannabis with a couple of my really good high school buddies and um I think they had it or whatever. I was just never I was always into the outdoors and fishing and hunting and uh just, you know. Always grew cannabis. And at
5: seventeen, John being a second generation and being a late one, like you were around it your whole life, though, right?
6: I was around it my whole life. My mom and my stepdad never smoked it. You know, they were raised Catholic, so um, they just did it as another um, way of supporting our lifestyle. It was just a, you know. You have to understand,
3: man. We had like weed hanging in our house where we All slept time. like were, yeah. you know I mean yeah. <laughs> cleaning weed yeah. in our house like yeah. it was it wasn't hidden yeah.
4: so yeah was yeah, I said it wasn't hidden in my house either it no. was, everybody thinks like I, my friends would come over and be like you, you can't tell my parents about that and I'm like about what like you know oh th- that stuff right there and I'm like uh, like, you know, I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you, you go know. to
3: school and there's you know, weed all over your socks, yeah. There's shirts, yeah. You know?
4: the your teacher's like, What is
3: that? You're like, Oh, shit so- like, oh, no. Shit. no. The teacher's like, Oh, you, you guys are harvesting right now, also, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, literally. Was, uh, yeah.
4: yeah your family oh, knows, yeah, over there over here, it, it was a foreign, it was, it was like a foreign, like I said, it was so much more you'd accept it, you know, in Northern California than it was here. And well, yeah, and my friends over here were like, Dude, I can't, you know, don't, don't don't let my parents see that roach. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you do you, do you smell like weed? I'm like, huh? I didn't even smoke weed. Like you, but you smell. Like I, weed. I remember like, going to my friend's yeah, house like, when what? I was like
3: six and you know, him and his little sisters, they all had their own little plant in the window. And I went yeah. home. My like, mom, I want my own plant. Yeah. She didn't let me go back to their house for a while. But
4: <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. just like, okay, wait That's a minute. Was, yep. Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use
3: cannabis? I like joints, man, just a regular joint. Straight up joint. Straight up joint, you know? I mean, there is OG. OG. There's that's... times I do dabs here and there, but you know, I just I don't I don't even smoke tons in the day unless I'm staying on the farm um in the evening, roll up a nice little joint, walk around, check it all the crop, but yeah, 100% roll joints.
6: Nice. Yeah, for me too, it's just rolling a joint, you know. My, my my girlfriends the, my, into doing well, dabs well, okay. and that kind of stuff once in a while because we have a cultivar that just won the the Emerald Cup first place. You know, in Ice Water hat from Heritage Mendocino. Yeah. And it's, it's really a special and unique um, strain that we developed. But for me, that's not my deal. Like I said, I like to just take one or two hits and walk around the garden and really experience the magic. I love it. That's, uh, and I'm that's, just that's, curious that's, that's, because that's both too. of you
5: guys said joints and you're both from Humboldt. And just because I want to ask you both, because I look at you as you have the option of the most amazing pantry to choose from. If you were to roll <laughs> a joint... What pantry? What would you grab? Like, what's your one? Like tonight, it's fucking nine o'clock. Blue and I are coming over. Jason, you're gonna roll us what?
3: Um, I'd probably roll you the Ridge Line Runts because it's got the gas, it's got the fruit, um, it's a combination of both, but. I might have to mix a little Green Lantern in there because that, that'll kick your ass. So, nice. you know, it gives that punk. And I do, I do mix up flavors sometimes. And oh, when you say pantry, I, I have totes. I have a lot of totes of the little leftovers, yeah. right? And we'll sit there and there's many times I'll take Skittles. I'll put Skittles in with some runts, you know. i got Jelanade mm. with some OG. But I mean, personally, I really love a gas flavor. I love OG. Like I said, the Lambo G is one of my favorite strains. We cross multiple crosses and I have it in seed form. I did get rid of the wonderful strain i had of it because people stopped wanting og for a while there so i had to take a break out of that one but yeah no i I love gases so that runs just has a perfect combination and the new strain that i'm doing this year is the lance and that's the one where i took the green lantern crossed it twice in itself and then into ice cream cake and then into the ridgeline runts so together that one is phenomenal so Take it all back. Woo! I'm giving you guys the Lance.
5: The Lance. Hey, that was a well I gotta tell you right now, Jason. You just took me down and blew my mouth as watering. I can't <laughs> wait
3: to see. <sit> <laughs> right John,
5: I have to ask you the same question. And I hope you can take me down that lane like Jason. Yeah, not say. gonna
6: be quite that good, but um, you know, <laughs> not being an everyday smoker when I do smoke, um, one of the things that I've discovered over the last couple of years, experimenting with smoking other people's product is um, Canna Country Farms, who is maybe down the road, three or four miles that got second in the Emerald Cup uh, last year, got sixth in the Emerald Cup this year created a strain called number 26 and it is one of the highest strains that sc labs ever tested for osamine, a a special unique terpene and i mixed that purple strain with our award-winning white thorn rose and it is phenomenal but it's a it's a strain in a mix that you can function with and enjoy yourself with it's not like uh, a put on the couch the night's over type thing it's like wow life is good you know there's a lot of people that don't have it as good as us and I, and i'm really feel pretty fortunate. grateful
4: yeah grateful yeah. I, I love That's that a nice stuff. pantry I'm a, I'm a you know a cannabis guy that likes to to be able to function too and and for me I don't like dabs at all I don't do dabs I don't do any of that fun new fun stuff I mean I I'll hit a a, a vape cartridge you know because it's convenient um but Pins old only. pin yeah the pin or whatever you know they're convenient but but A joint for me, too, man. You know, question number three, guys. Let's go. Uh, Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you ever
5: used cannabis or smoked? Oh, my
3: God. You start, Johnny. You start. I think about this one for a second.
6: Whoa, that's a... I know. A, I'm trying to you think. know, it, it's something that's so common to us that, you know, we pick and choose the different places and it's usually a, a pretty appropriate place. You know, yeah, maybe I think I stuck some in my bag and I smoked uh, smoke some at, along the Amalfi Coast in Italy with my girlfriend. Nice. And we actually ended up creating a strain that we ended up naming Amalfi. So, um, you know, that inspired wow. certain different names that we now name our thing. But, you know, that was kind of more risky to take it to another country and to do it. So maybe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, come I, up really with me? the
5: straight. Oh, that's so cool. What a great story.
3: I can't really tell you the craziest place. I mean, I still am waiting to be on a private jet and smoke a joint. That would be amazing you guys you guys got happen. one of those we can make okay that happen. But no i mean i smoke weed <laughs> that, everywhere that i don't really know it's a crazy place you know happen. i mean I I we smoke jake joy-
5: casey and JoJo's
4: debt remember jodeci back in the
3: day yeah 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 <laughs> I, I, I can't answer jet. that one honestly. you know I,
6: i've
4: been on a, a private jet never smoked but i've had many pounds on them <laughs> literally <laughs> there you, there you go on a pound, i'm on this plane i'm just sitting there and we're going from colorado to aspen and we were loaded you know what i mean and i just yeah literally and, and it's just like i'm sitting there going god dude this is crazy like i'm sitting on this fucking private jet and i'm you know i don't know if you've ever flown into you aspen you know you've made
3: it you're smoking weed on a private yeah, yeah, jet you're yeah, good
4: yeah, yeah. we're going into aspen but if you ever get a chance to go on any plane into aspen you know it it's the most scariest ride you've ever had You know, because it it just the 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 way to get in there and the way to get out is straight up and straight down. There's no there's no plane like even the major plane lines can't even get in there, and so we're coming in and it's it's you know going straight up and then all of a sudden you're coming straight fucking down. You're coming in and we're literally loaded with fucking cannabis and I'm just going God, dude, what if we crash? And oh my God, you know, and we're stoned. I mean, everybody's just in there and it's just you know try and fly into Aspen. It's a good time. But question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get smoked out?
3: Go-to munchie. Yeah.
4: Um. I like geez. ruffles. Not <laughs> just like, you know, I'll yeah. just
6: start this one, but, you know, I always go to the cereal. You yeah, know, whatever, s- some kind of granola or something, just kind of. Lucky Charms just, granola. Yeah, it t- gets the taste buds <laughs> popping, but.
3: Yeah, I, don't know. I love
5: the granola cereal more and more too. I don't know why. Anything too, I throw the yogurt now, and there's no more almond milk. I'm just doing now parfait all the time. It's like now replacing my cereal. <laughs> These
3: guys have no idea about this, but they call it hippie dust back there. Uh, popcorn with um, yeast on it, you know, and butter stuff like that. See that? Look at hippie like dust, they're huh? like yeast. What the hell is that? Back where we come from, it's a pretty normal thing. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, popcorn. Yeah. They popcorn with that. yeast
4: on it. Yeah. Yep. How yep. do you do? How do you put salt, the yeast? salt and pepper? Just shake it on there. Yeah. Oh, just salt and pepper. That's
5: what you're calling no. There's
3: yeast, like nutritional yeast. Yeah. Whole other story. You got you guys need to research that one. Really? So you you do a whole nutritional
4: popcorn, nutritional yeast, salt and um, butter.
3: Yeah. Pepper and pepper. Yeah. I fuck with it.
4: I mean, I I like salt. I like I like salt
3: pepper, and I like popcorn. I just never tried. I used to love the sweets. I don't know. I mean, as I get older, I just don't really jump to to the sugar deals as much as I used to. Yeah. If it's I there, though, you, if my wife has well, some good cookies can... out there, I'm going to eat them. You yeah. know, what yeah. I mean, that, no, that's Popcorn and some that's cereal. we got yeah. it there
5: in the pantries. Let's get yep. it cracking. Question number five of the high five. Jason from Rage Line, Johnny from Huckleberry Hill Farms, of course, together, check out their show, Tangled Roots, the true story of Humble County. Coming soon to a theater near you. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, alive, or alive, who would it be and
3: why? Bob Marley, hands down. I mean, geez, that'd be, that'd be the dream right there, you know? Um, nice. <laughs> I've smoked weed with a lot of pretty cool people, you know? Willie, Snoop, of course. Be stoked. But yeah, Bob Marley. That'd be fucking amazing.
5: So did you smoke with them in Humboldt, or were you somewhere no, else? I, I
3: haven't smoked. with. I'm saying I'd love to smoke with Willie, with Snoop. You know, people like that, oh, of you course. Would you, oh, okay, I would okay, love right, to right, smoke right. with those guys, you know. i got to sit. But but we, if you had to pick... We, we, end, I smoked Bob probably 50 joints the other night with Ricky Williams at my house. That was, that was pretty cool, you know. I tried yeah. to smoke him under, but I went down before he did. Yeah. But no, I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to smoke with Bob Marley?
4: Yeah,
5: no, that's, a, mean, that's a real one. I mean, I agree. It's, it's hard not to, to beat that. What about you, John?
6: Yeah, for me, you know, having been in a Willie's Reserve jar, Willie Nelson brand for the last... Five years you know i'm pretty fond of him i I would love to smoke i know he smoked plenty of my weed but i would love to smoke my weed with him um just a stand-up guy farm aid and all the amazing things that he does
5: and how do you know he smoked your weed which i'm sure he does like did you send him some how does this how does the story so the
6: so the distributor that we used to work with um would send their sales team there, look at all the different pounds that they had available. They would take samples of every one of those strains that they thought Willie might like. He was their chief tasting officer for Willie's Reserve. And then we would get notified two weeks later what strains he want. And so the first year of legalization for me, he picked three out of our four strains that were represented in the Willie's Reserve jar. So it was some kind of validation for me like, Wow, you know my yeah. mom would be pretty proud of this. Oh
4: yeah, so, that's big, yeah, that's that's so. yeah, that's a big. That's very much. That's big stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a veteran in the game right there. Knows his knows his uh, cannabis. His and, taste bud might be pretty good. And yeah. I think he's the only one that I know
6: of that have ever smoked Snoop Dogg under the table. And he'll sell, he'll admit that.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. You know, and through this, can I give a big shout out to one of you know our best friends, one of my brothers from another for sure is Redwood uh, Roots. Redwood Roots, man, Chris nice. Anderson, this this guy right here. He's kind of been the scapegoat of Humboldt because he took a different path. Amazing canvas farmer, but he's selling all of our herb, man. He's down here. He he would rather be in the farm, but he's he's down here driving every day, or not every day. But he's down here every week, and he's he's going to stores and he's been you know pushing his or busting his ass, you know, to push our herb and get it on the shelf. So man, I love Chris and I want to get lunch. Redwood Roots. Redwood Roots literally is the the his roots run so deep, and he puts everything he has. He's. he's he, he couldn't pay the power bill for a few years there just because he did put everything into this. And, you know, people are starting to actually see him and want to, you know, work with him. And he's seeing all that we've stayed with him since day one and that is working out. Let's get him over here. Just want to, yeah, let's get him uh, here. Let's push I need him. to give a shot. Good shout person, to good him.
6: values, and really represents us farms in the best possible represents way. Exactly. Speaking
5: of fellows in your neighborhood, a, a guy by the name of Steven, him and his brother moved out there from Philly. Do you guys know who this young gentleman is by any chance?
6: A lot of Stevens, you know. A lot of people from yeah, Philly. And out, and brother, out of Philly, he's, he's already, you know, kind of like, uh-oh. He's just like, I don't even know if we want to know And him. how yeah.
5: do you guys deal with that Philly the fanatic. Because... For instance, a story like that. This guy, Steven, I've talked to from Humble. I've not yet personally met him, so let me just clear that up. But the story he tells is he's moved to Humboldt three, four years ago. Him and his brother from Philly it took hard to get in <laughs> to right. some of the farmers, and now they're all buddies and this and that. But, like, I've heard stories like this, right, from <laughs> guys that want to come on the show or people that are introducing me to people. Does that even sound possible for the second-generational people who these out-of-staters, out-of-towners have to go through to get in. Is this story... You know what really
6: helps those kind of people get in and accepted by the community... um, is having somebody like Jason or Chris from Redwood Roots or myself really co-sign. Like if I learn who they are, like, you know, Jason co-signed for Ricky Williams, not like he needs a co-sign, but you know, he was able to bring him over to my farm. And so having people no, really step up you're and right. co-sign, you know, you wouldn't co-sign for the guy from Philly. Like I heard you say that, you know, I paid attention to that, but you get somebody that's been there for their whole life co-signing for you. You're, you're a lot more apt to just be accepted into that community with open arms from a lot Lot of people that have grown up, what there. about
4: like Honeydew Farms, uh, Alex and those hey, boys? It's my brother in law, right there. Is
6: it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, Alex is really? your yeah. brother in law, yeah. okay. Yeah, I
3: well, ex a- now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. family. I know Alex. Good, I know. Alex is a good I've dude. The Toll Valley
6: Farms, you know, all those people in Honeydew Group. He's most like, of them have brother. grown up there,
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of these, well, he's been there forever, and the thing is, yeah. is you know, we aren't. This isn't like who's been there the longest. It's really who's put the most impact in the community, you know. So you could be there for 20 years. There's people I don't know that's been there for 20 years, you know. But the people that we all kind of gravitate to are the ones that actually make a difference in our town and actually, you know, put towards the community and donate to shit, you know. And that comes down to one word that really defines those people, and it's called trust. Oh, yeah. We
6: were built on trust. And you had to trust people with your life. And that's what it comes down to.
3: I would trust him with anything. Yep. And, that, and that green rush, we had so many people moving into the town and they were just, you know, destroying, raping the hills, just bulldozing shit. And they're making as much money as they could. And they were taking that money somewhere else. They didn't even not give one shit about our community. You know what I mean? So mm, there's another sucks. fact why the legalization oh. is good. There is another positive for it because, you know, yeah, they aren't making that money. So they moved on. They moved yep. on to somewhere else. Now yep. they're here and, Cement cement building grown a thousand yeah. lighter.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Trying to make it here. <laughs> Damn, they're getting fun s- with and it. they're
4: getting smashed on that. Have fun I? with it. I, that is what I was telling you. know,
3: I, when we talked at one time and it does kind of, you know, when we try to figure out the whole price thing, which is going backwards, it, is, it does feel to me like the indoor market has became the Bitcoin of weed. Yeah. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, people are like, well, if I could go buy some indoor for $900, why am I going to pay, you know, five dollars to $700 for sun-grown? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's better. Yeah. And that's what we're... Period. Doing so. Let's just Period. go. You yeah.
4: Know? Well, guys, listen, is there anything that we forgot better. before we let you guys get on out of here? Uh, and we do appreciate you being on the show, but is there anything that we missed that you guys want to make sure... One last thing I
6: just don't want to forget, and I said it once already, and, you know, um, I want to thank both of you guys personally, and I, I hope you really truly understand what, um, you know, Cannabis Talk 101 is helping do for
3: for our industry and sun-grown small farmer thank you thank you so much both of you guys (laughs) thank you yeah no definitely thank you you guys you know i do you know i want to give a shout out to you know the people that are helping me at home with stuff like soilscapes game you know they're helping me with their stuff i got big mike with the advanced organics you know i like i said i've used lots of different products and his organic line is really impressive it really you know has a beautiful yield and the, the THC was super high, so, you know, thanks to them, thanks to Redwood Roots, um, Next Light, and most of all, my, my amazing wife, Erin, man. Yeah. And, and my kids, really, they put up with a lot of shit in this last few years, and a lot of, you know, we don't we barely get travel, we don't do nearly what we used to do together, and, you know, at home, I'm on the phone... You know, a lot. This, yeah. this takes a lot of phone, So, yeah, man, my family, I love them so much. Putting and, up uh, for you. God bless Just, them. Put, God, yeah, wow. I mean, they, they're amazing, you know, and, you know, and doing on this, this roller coaster ride with Johnny, you know. I mean, me and him together, if I didn't have somebody to go through all this with... Talking off the ledge. Oh man, it's, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot. I mean, this is not just being like, woo, Ridge Line yeah. and Huckleberry. No, no, we've we've been fucking at the bottom a it, lot. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's up and downs, you know. And and right now, I feel like we're going up. I feel like like we're gonna actually, we will make a difference. And all this yelling and talking to a wall that we've been doing for the last seven years all of a sudden somebody opened the fucking door and they're listening and and that's
4: working. It's funny you say that. I I, I literally talk to people all the time. I'm like, look, man, you know, a lot of people try to see what we're doing and be like, I want to do that. And they just fucking, you know, start a show. And it's like, good, go for it. You know, and and 12 years later, 14 years later, here we are. You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't, I was looking, listening to one of my interviews, you know, from a i was at a whole different company, you know what I mean? A whole different, you know. And I was interviewing a bunch of celebrities, and 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 I and I was in front of all these other people, and I was just like, boom! But I had no concept or understanding of what the fuck I was doing. I was just doing it, you know. And um you know, here we're 14 years later or 13 years later, and I'm still doing it, and I'm going, God damn! And you know, I'm, I I often look at my environment and want to cry and go, fuck, dude. This is what I did. This is what I chose. You know, this is my my craft. I chose to live in clubs. I chose to live in nightclubs, and yeah. to, I chose to live in on on stages and in front of microphones. Um, and and it's it's and, and you have to give back to your family and go. God, thank you for putting up with me. You know, your friends and your your you know your girlfriends. Your my your, late your, nights.
3: <laughs> if yeah, people, if late you believe nights. in yeah. this shit and you manifest stuff, like I believe. That this isn't then. I believe it's gonna keep happening. I yeah. did from the from the day one I knew there's something in this more more than what there was when we were losing it, when it was slipping away, when I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I knew there was something that's bigger for me, and I know it's going to keep going. And you just have to believe and manifest and yeah. be positive. And I mean, that's what you did, right? Manifest in, in the your shit show. Out. You yeah. know, it's good. this is going to keep going. Oh we're yeah, see, and it happens faster.
4: Everywhere. It happens faster. You know, the more you start manifesting, it happens a lot quicker. I mean, we we were just talking about a huge concert and throwing and bringing you know the farmers to these mainstream. You know, uh,
6: you're
3: concerts. bringing us in a jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, dude. Go, we'll do go. it. We'll do it.
6: And be, before I forget, I just wanted to say big thanks to, to Rose, my, my life partner, um, who Let's sent me a video last night um, of her pulling these this pulley system with the tarp covering the depth. And, you know, that's got to be true love.
4: Yeah. Doing it as we speak, man. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we
2: do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.